Hello, hello. My name is Nathan, and welcome back to my podcast, Perspectives. Today, I will be interviewing another exceptional guest and getting some insight into his perspective of life and many other things. Just like my last episode, the goal of this podcast is to educate you guys about different views, not just about life, but about everything. I'll be asking some deep questions at the start, but toward the end, I will ask some more fun questions. So without further ado, grab your chips and dip, and let's get into this. Please give a round of applause for our guest, Noah Schwartz. All right, before we start, Noah, can you give us some background information about yourself? Um, I'm Noah. I'm Nathan's cousin. I'm a senior in high school at Scottsdale Preparatory Academy. I'm 17 years old. I play football and baseball. Well, thank you for that. So just big question. Let's just get it out of the way. What is your perspective on life? I feel like life is short. You got to make the most of it. You know, I'm a very... I, I am very passionate about making people laugh, making people smile, just having fun. Okay. So, <clears throat> you said it's short, but it, do you think that it, life being short is like a goal and is it the end in, in the end or is it like about the journey, about the short journey you say? Like, uh, I don't know who said this, but this is a like, quote I like to live by. We're not here for a long time, but a good time. Oh, so I see. So you do think it's about the journey and not I think just it's about, about the, the goal. Yes, I, I think it's about the journey. All right, so going into that journey, what is the best moment in your life so far and how does it affect your perspective on life? My best moment in life. Huh. You're 17 years old, man. I think you can pull something out of your butt. <laughs> um, I mean, playing football has been a very awesome thing. Getting to know guys, get close to them, form a brotherhood that I think will last me beyond high school. Very deep. I really, I really like that, actually. So, brotherhood and having a good time sounds like your type of journey. I like it. I like it. Speaking of brotherhood, you have two other siblings, although they're not both male. One's female and one's male. Uh, do they make you a better person? And if so, how? How do they make you a better person? I think my brother, especially in these recent years, has taught me a lot about life. He's given me lots of life lessons that I think are going to be very valuable to me. And he's told me a piece of information that everything that my parents have said to him about college and about life in general has come true. And so I think it's very important to listen to them. Or he thinks it's very important to listen to them. And he is very wise, and so I would agree. And so I think he's given me a very good outlook. What about the other one? <laughs> My sister has a very good work ethic in school and in softball. She tries very, very hard in both, and she gets the grades she deserves, and she plays really, really well in softball, and she really loves it. I think that's inspiring her work ethic. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. That it sounds like you guys have a very close bond. Do you guys ever compete about things? Do you try to see who's better in certain areas? or? I mean, friendly competition in the pool. We see who can swim the most laps underwater. And softball and baseball will all throw together because we all play baseball. That's nice. Nice. So you mentioned that you play football and baseball. What is your position in football and what is what your position in baseball, I would say? This year in football, I'm going to be playing tight end and 
nose guard. In the past years, I've played basically everywhere on the field. I was a safety freshman year. I've been a corner. I've been outside linebacker, receiver, all the good stuff. <laughs> and so playing nose guard or nose tackle, you're in the real dirty part of the game, you know. How does that, does that build your character? Do you think you have enough character to play that role? My coaches told me this year, basically, they, they figured out I'm not smart enough to actually <laughs> be able to react to things and think about football. And so nose guard is a good position for me because I'm aggressive and I like just hitting things. And so I think hitting things and just getting to go straight forward is going to be really good for me. I think it's going to be very fun. Mm-hmm. All right, so you play sports. And I know some athletes have a pre-game routine. Do, do you have a pre-game routine or everything kind of just comes as it is? Everything kind of just, I chill, I get ready for the game. Like some boys will play some hype-up music. We kind of all just get like a little hype-up. Mm, all right. Mm. What's the hype song? Uh, all sorts of stuff. I can't think of any specific before game. After game, we play this really dumb song that's kind of just been a tradition. And it's literally the only words are, I'm the best. It just goes, I'm the best. I'm the best. (laughs) So, where do you play football? Scottsdale Prep. Scottsdale Prep, right. We don't have a home field. We don't have a field yet. They're building it right now. So our current home field is Scottsdale Christian Academy. So that's a public school, I assume, right? It is. Oh, no, actually, I think it's a private school. Really? Actually, I don't know. (laughs) All right. So this kind of leads, kind of led to my next question. You go to a bigger school. For me, I go to a smaller school, and you know everyone who's going to listen to this podcast is probably goes to a smaller school because they're my classmates and they are forced to listen to it. What is your perspective on being in a bigger school? Does it make you? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it? What do you think it is? Well, comparatively, my school is bigger, but I think my school is actually really small compared to most public high schools like Pinnacle or Chaparral, and I think it's actually really, really good that I go to this school because my class is, my senior class is 70 people, and so that might seem big for a Jones-Gordon, but that's really small for a actual public school, yeah. and it's really good. Like, all I know all my teachers really well, like, very personally. I can go tutoring. They take the time for each individual student. I know every single person in my class. I t- can talk to any single one of them, no problem. And honestly, my school mostly. I can my school is sixth through twelfth, and I can probably hold a conversation with someone I know in every single grade. That's amazing. So, how would you describe that? So you you're friendly toward everyone. You're very sounds like you're a very warm person. So you're more of a social being, and I think that's really good. So you said you're a senior. Do you have a plan for college? Are you going to college? I'm probably going to college. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going out of state. I got accepted into ASU about a month ago, and that's probably where I'll end up going. My brother goes there. My dad went there. It's kind of just a good school that I think will suit my college needs. Family tradition, sounds like. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) What would you go to ASU for? Um, so my current major that I applied to ASU with was biomedical engineering. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> biomedical engineering. Yeah. So, I'm being honest here. What do you, what is your goal? Is your goal like four years out of college? Is it just go, go, go until you need to stop? Or what is the goal? 
I think as of right now, my plan is just four year. Whether or not after the end of four years, if I want to pursue a math, a second, you know, a master's degree or anything, my mom thinks I'd be really good at law. So maybe after four years of college, I'll go to law school or something. Biomedical and law. <laughs> that would be. That's a combo. Yeah, everyone in the family says you're really you should belong in like the law department. Why do you think they say that? I'm a very quick person with my knowledge and thoughts. I, that's why I'm very I'm very funny, and people say it's because I'm so fast with my jokes. And I think I like arguing with people and coming up with quick things to argue with people is kind of a specialty of mine. So I think law would be pretty good as like a lawyer or something in the court. Speak on all the defendants, and you can talk about all the athletes and how they kick people and beat people. Yeah, insane. So, as you, like I said again, you're a senior. Looking back at your educational experience from, like, first grade to now, what has been the best experience? I think, honestly, my current school is probably my... I mean, because it's more recent for me than yeah. I can remember. But I think it's been really good. So, it has been strict, and I wear a uniform... But I think because of how I said before, I know every teacher really well. I get the personal level of education. I've known ever. I've gone to school with the same people since fourth grade for some of them. I just I'm really bonded with my class, and I think we're a really good cohesive unit. And so I think that really makes senior year a lot better. That that's really amazing to hear that you have a again a brotherhood of friends you can go on hopefully past high school, hopefully past college. Besides going to your current school, I assume you've probably gone to different schools. Have you? In elementary school, or I went to an elementary school, I want to kindergarten to third grade. And then I moved to Archway, which is the lower school of my current school. So it's the mm. same curriculum. Alright, that sounds, sounds cool. I can't relate. I've been to one school and have just grinded through till now. <laughs> Hopefully we can just finish it. <laughs> Um, besides college, or even after college, do you have a goal after graduating high school? Or anything uh, looking forward to? Be successful. <laughs> be successful? I'd want to probably hold on to some friendships from high school. I think I've made some really good friendships that I don't want to lose. So keeping in touch with people from high school is important to me. Alright. That's good, that's good. So you're back in school. I'm back in school. Like, physically, we're back in school. How comfortable do you feel? Do you feel really comfortable? Do you feel uncomfortable? If so, how? How do you feel? I feel super comfortable. My school, I think, is taking a lot of precautions. Mm -hmm. We spray disinfectant on tables and wipe it down before every class. There's masks the whole day, and you only take it off to eat lunch. Lunch tables are limited to five people for a full month, so they can know if whoever has stuff. They switch locker schedules for when you can go to your locker and when you can't. I think the school has been really safe about it, so I feel pretty comfortable. You feel really comfortable? And I assume you've probably been with your football team all summer. Does that still feel comfortable? Yeah, it's the boys. <laughs> it's the boys. You know, it's the good brotherhood. We've been practicing on our own just as players since probably the off season or since the season ended last year, and we only started picking up with coaches again about a month or two ago, so it's been really good to just kind of get close to every, all the new guys. So the last person I had on my, on my podcast, he, 
He played football. Is there any teacher or coach specifically for that person? He had a coach that really taught him a lot of things and taught him a lot of life lessons. Is there anyone, like a teacher or coach, that has taught you anything special? My <clears throat> freshman year, I had this teacher who... He didn't teach us a lot in school about the actual subject, but he taught us a lot about life lessons. He had a very interesting outlook on life. Like, all throughout his childhood, he was super sick and was in and out of the hospital with cancer a bunch of times. Um, and he just had a very interesting outlook on life. He, and he taught us kind of a lot of, like, life stuff. Just hold on to it, make memories, have a good time. Alright. That's nice. That's nice. What is your favorite thing about football so far? Just getting to hit people. Just getting to hit people? <laughs> Hitting people is really fun. Like my coaches say all the time, this is the only time you can legally beat the crap out of someone and not get in trouble for it. That makes a lot of sense. So as we're, so we're sitting in your room currently, and I'm observing some things. I see you have a Nintendo Switch. What is your favorite Switch game or Nintendo game of all time? Um, I like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's, like, the only video game I've really actually played, like, and come back to a bunch of times. It was just kind of, like, it's not, like, any specific, like, mission-based. You get to kind of just walk around. It's kind of, like, my outlook on life, you know, just kind of chill, go with the flow. Go with the flow, chill, make some friends while you're at it. And so, sit, so again, you're a senior, you're ready for college. The one big thing about college is the parties. So are you going to be a party animal? Are you going to be up to like 2 a.m. partying, getting high and drunk, you know, all that fun <laughs> stuff? I don't know if I'm going to be a party animal that's getting high and drunk all the time. But, I mean, I'm a social person, so I will be at parties. I mean, you know, you got to have a good time. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to, you know, college, you know, you got to still study. Because you're paying money for some, not just a party. But yeah, you gotta have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, from your senior year now, how do you think you're going to balance social life and studying for topics in college? How do you think that's going to compare? I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. I think I'm going to have to try, probably try to figure out. Hearing from past people who graduated from my school... They've said how much more prepared they are for college than other schools have been, other people from other schools have been. So I think it will be easy, easier for me than other people, but I think it will still be a learning curve, you know, being on my own, having to handle all my own responsibilities. Are you ready to leave on, live on your own? I think maybe. I mean, you know, it's not completely on your own because you... You know, you still have a schedule yeah, of going so. to classes, mm -hmm. and so, but I think, yeah. I think you're ready for the most part? Yeah. Anything you're worrying about? Anything that? Um, I'm hoping COVID's over <laughs> by then, because <laughs> my senior year is getting a little sidetracked, backtracked from COVID. Yeah. Not getting to do all the normal things the seniors get to do. Yeah. Yeah, for all we know, you could have virtual prom. Yeah. Virtual prom? You think virtual prom can happen? Honestly, do you think your school would have a virtual prom? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, last year they tried to hold out till August to do a prom to see if we could do in person. Mm, that's what my school. So they might try to hold out and do in person again, but who knows? I mean, this COVID thing's this game. very 
weird. So you say you're a smaller school than the the other high schools, but yet you're bigger than Jones Gordon. What do you think the bigger schools should do, like Chaparral and Horizon and that DM and all those big high schools? What do you think they should do? What is your perspective on that? Should do concerning... Concerning COVID and getting back into learning. Do you think they should just wait? Do you think they should try? Like, what do you... I think think? waiting is not a horrible idea. My sister goes to Horizon, and they're still online, I think, until second quarter. And that's not... I think waiting is not a horrible idea. I think Jones Gordon has a pretty good idea of doing different days for different grades and stuff. I think that's... Especially for those bigger schools, it's going to be super... Because you can't have, you know, 3,000 people in the school at the same time. Like, that's just not going to... That's not... They're going to get shut down. I think Mm -hmm. they have to do some serious things to come back COVID. Right. So let's just say football gets canceled for COVID or anything else, honestly. You never know in this world. What 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 are you going to do? Are you going to focus on baseball? Because I know you said you played baseball, but are you just going to focus on call or looking at colleges or work? What, what are you going to work on or look at? I might try to pick up a job because mm-hmm. baseball, we don't start till February, late February, early March. And so that's a while away. And honestly, f- baseball is more just like a second football. All the football guys just do it because mm. it's the same coach. We get to hang out with the same guys. So I'll probably look for a job, make some money before I go, to, go off to college, maybe help pay for college. Mm. It will suck to not play football, obviously, because I haven't played a ton of football. I, I've i not been a starter, but you know, I get, I get my play time. <laughs> that's good, that's good. So you mentioned... The coach coaches football and baseball, which I feel is really normal. Do you have a bond with your coach, you would say? I would say yes. He was also my physics coach, or my physics coach, physics teacher, junior year. And so, and he was also my middle, he's been my football coach since middle school. Mm-hmm. And so I've known him for five, six years now. So I think I, we have a special bond. I can walk up to him all the time, call him by his first name. What's his first name? David. David. What's his last name? Primavera. Primavera. His his uh, nicknames in high, high school and college were Diamond Dave, Dusty. Dusty? We call him Dusty Primavera. Like. Dusty Primavera. Diamond Dave. All right. Any other nicknames? I heard a while ago you called him Prime Rib. Oh, yeah. I call, his last name is Primavera, so I called him Prime Rib, Primo Taglio Roast Beef. <laughs> Primadonna. Primadonna. Everything you can think of. I call him Prim a lot. I'm like, what's up, Prim? Prim. Does he care? Does he laugh? He's chill with it. He likes it. That's funny. That's really funny. Because I know some coaches might do that. What? Stop. (laughs) Just stop. But I'm glad you have a very special relationship with your coach. Would you say, like you said, your coach was also your teacher. Do you think coaches and teachers fall in the same category or category as one another? I think, yeah, because coaches are teaching you a lot about their sport. Teachers teach you about stuff. They both can teach you about life. So I think they mix in a lot of ways. On Primavera in physics, a lot of times I sat next to our quarterback in physics, and he would often come over when he was cheating off my test and flip the test over and instead of yelling at him, would draw plays and ask him what he thought about the football plays. <laughs> so yeah, if it's a sometimes they intermingle and it's for the best. That's that's funny. Um so my last guest, we talked about losing. 
how what is your opinion on losing something or losing a game losing a toy or even losing somebody you love what is your thought about losing in regards to football i mean my freshman year my team went 0 and 10 and that was obviously a huge just to struggle. clarify that's really bad 0 and 10 we didn't win a single game that year and i think the most points we scored all year that year were was 14 so yeah it was a pretty rough year and we turned it back around my sophomore year i think we went like 3 and 7 or something and last year we were like oh no no we were 4 and 5 sophomore and then we were like 6 and 4 last year That's so we had gotten better, better. <clears throat> losing is tough but i think losing is a lesson you learn what you need to do you work on getting better for the next time that's all you can really do. You can't dwell too much on the past. So, this is the f- great part about this. Because the last guest I had, he said losing is his motivation. You're kind of just like, get it out of my head and just face the next game. Do you think that's right? Do you actually agree with my other guest or what? I mean, I think it is motivation because, like I said, like it teaches you kind of, you know, you learn maybe we lost that game because we had a lot of turnovers on defense or offense that ended up being our losing thing. And so then you learn to, hey, we need to work on our defense. We need to work on our offense. So I think it motivates you to get better. But I think you also, you know, you learn from it and then you move on. You can't dwell, say, oh, we lost that game so badly. It was all my fault. Because I think it's really important to, you know, the past, past, the future, and present are what's important. You got to just focus on the here and now and just work on getting the being the best you can be. That's very deep, and honestly, kind of identical of what my last guest said. So, losing and motivating, you would put probably in the same category as... Would Is that correct? Would you put them in the same category? I think yes. I think losing motivates you. Okay, yes. All right, that's, that's cool. I'm glad you guys agree with that, because I don't play tackle football, and honestly, we don't really lose a lot here. I mean, we do, but... We're kind of just like, okay, whatever. Because we're not a big school. We don't really care about standings and stuff. We're just lucky we can play. So besides football and baseball, have you ever really thought about any other sports or any other hobbies? For a little bit, my best friend in like seventh grade played hockey, and he still plays hockey. And I thought maybe playing hockey would be really fun because ice skating, I like it. I think it's fun to do. I thought people always told me basketball because I'm kind of tall. I'm like around six foot. Mm. I'm athletic. Um, my grandpa has always told me I should play golf. He says I have the body of a golf player. I don't know. I played golf with my brother and my dad a couple weekends ago, and it was pretty fun. So I kind of thought about doing all different sports. But my, I, mean, I got into football because of my brother because he played high school football, and he said it was really fun. And baseball was kind of also just... I played, my brother did it. My brother's been a huge influence on me my whole life. That's great to hear. Do you feel you have a stronger bond with him than most other, more than other people with their brothers? Do you feel like your friend, your brothership, I would say brothership is, or brotherhood or whatever you want to call it, is tighter than most people's relationships with their siblings? I would say yes. I'd say my family is very, we're very non-problematic for the most part. We very my brother and I don't really fight that much. We've never really fought that much. I mean, like I said, like he's he's the reason I play football and baseball, and he's always been willing to teach me and coach me on how I can do things better. So yeah, I would say him and I have a tighter brotherhood than most people would. That's that's great. I can 
that's awesome that you can say that without confidence and not just thinking, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't have a brother, obviously. I don't have any siblings. So you guys are going to like my influencers or my siblings. Like, I did my whole website on I did a whole Google website on you guys. Um, what would you say to all the, not seniors, all the freshmen, sophomores, and juniors that are currently in high school? What would you say? Actually, I'm taking a class this year called Rhetoric, and we work on speech making. And our speech that we made this week was on, like, us at the end of senior year giving advice to juniors. And most people's advice that I think is correct was that you got to just cherish every good moment you can. Senior year, it comes and it goes. High school is good times, but at the end of the day, you have to cherish all the moments you can and just live, you know? At the end of this one girl's thing she talked about, at the end of the day, a piece of paper with a bunch of A's is not worth as much as a bunch of memories that you can make. Nice, 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 nice. I really like that. And that was one of your friends that said that, right? Yeah. Or was that your teacher, one of your friends? Mm-hmm. It's deep. What did you write on that paper? Do you remember? Yeah. I said basically senior year. This was more seniors to juniors. So I said senior year, you should focus on leadership. It's not like your last roadblock to freedom. You want to really, you know, you're the top of your school. You want to show everyone that you're be the best example you can be. We have this quote in our multi-purpose room where we eat lunch. And it's from a... Uh, poem and it says to strive to seek to find and not to yield and so I went off that and I said you should strive to be the best example and leader that you can be seek to always better your community and prepare them for your absence yeah you know all that good stuff never yield the challenges because you have a whole group of people who you've shown support for and they'll support you too I think it's really important that especially for juniors going to senior year that you don't focus on what you're going to do after senior year, but instead try to make the most of your senior year. So stay in the moment, kind of going back to our, like, I think second question, does life have an end goal or is it about the journey? And like you said, it's about the journey and really keeping into the journey topic. Yeah. But let's just take it from a different perspective. If life had a goal at the end, what would you think it would be? What would it? I think you want to live a life worth, worth if, if people can remember you after you're gone. I think that was a good life. I think if your family talks about how nice you were as a grandparent or whatever, how great of a person you were, if you have lots of people who come to your funeral because of how great of a person you were, how nice, I think life is just worth living to the best. And you think the goal is just live it to your absolute max because honestly, you don't know when your life is going to end. Yeah, It could end tomorrow. It could end in the next hour. Honestly, it could probably end in the next minute we don't we don't know if there's anything after life so i might as well live this life as best you can yeah i hope none of us die in the next minute because well this is also an assignment and i (laughs) kind of need you alive for the next couple yeah that'd be good (laughs) just just a little bit that just might be okay so shifting away from the those deep questions and i really appreciate you answering those again your perspective on things it's i feel you and my other guests have a lot of things in common about where your mind's at when you lose, when you're motivated, about life, and about family. All things he literally said, what you said, he literally said last episode. (laughs) So it's kind of a little repeat, but it's not at the same way because you're different from him. He goes to Chaparral. So he said he doesn't really like distance learning, and and you're not in distance learning, at least not anymore. 
But when you were in distance learning, did that affect anything majorly? Um, I don't think so because we actually had a pretty cool schedule. So I had only two classes on Zoom, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that class didn't, my first class didn't start till 10 a.m. So I was able to sleep in, kind of just, you know, it felt like college almost. I wake up some days and I have a bunch of classes. I wake up and my first class is 7.40. Other days I get to wake up at 10 a.m. And really it's just pretty good. Yeah. Really nice. All right. So now kind of more into the fun questions as I promised you guys in the intro. What's your favorite song? Um, I don't know. My brother, I also take a lot of influence off his music choice. And he's really into EDM right now. And so I like EDM right now. So like Marshmallow? Uh, like San Holo is an oh, yeah. artist I really like right now. That's nice, that's nice. Linkin Park, I also like Linkin Park. I like Linkin Park too. I think you guys got me into that one. What is your favorite Linkin Park song? I think it would have to be... I don't know. Probably either Battle Symphony or One More Light. I like One More Light. The vibe is good. The vibe is chill. vibe is... I know what you're talking about. It's a very nice bop. Yeah. So, in this day and age, I feel EDM is up there. But it's more of like the rap and the personal like dark feelings. Like, I feel darkness at Fridays. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, what is your intake on music these days? I think music has definitely digressed. Like, obviously, the rock of 70s and 80s is, like, good stuff. You know, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, all of that. That's good music. I listen to that occasionally. I don't think rap is that good. I think there's some artists who have some deep lyrics, and I think they have good lyrics. But most of rap, I think. I don't listen to rap really at all. I don't think it's very good. Right. Yeah, I know. The rap industry is... And people have said it... Rappers have said it themselves, it's going down. So, like, I think now at this point, it's just trying to get money. At this point, Travis Scott made his own burger at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't think he's really in for the rap anymore. I think he's kind of just in for the money. So, going back to the 1970s and 1980s, your brother told me, Oh, Pretty Woman was your favorite song growing up. Can you please explain, Oh, Pretty Woman, and how it was your favorite song? I wouldn't say it was my favorite song. It's more kind of like an inside joke of my family. They'd play it all the time. I would get really mad at them, and it would be funny. And I laugh on it now, but it was really annoying back then. But I think it, you know, there's definitely good memories associated with it. I mean, when I was younger, I was I would dance like Lady Gaga and Britney Spears when music was good. Now it was just kind of like boring. Like you said, it's digressing and and stuff but out of everyone in the music industry from travis scott to what billy eilish to ariana grande to charlie puth i don't even know if he makes music anymore do you think any of them could save the music industry or do you think it's just kind of like gonna just bounce up at some point or do you think it's what do you think i don't know i mean my friend oscar he like exclusively listens to like older rock and everything and he thinks that the music industry is going to move back into rock and people are going to realize that that's the real music and so they're going to start making rock again. So artists like Greta Van Fleet, which has a very similar sound to Led Zeppelin, maybe they could, you know, spark the industry back into rock again. I don't know. So you think it's going to... So it started out rock, you think, and then it's going to... It went down with rap, but then you think it's going to come back up to rock? 
Maybe, I don't know. That's what Oscar thinks. I think he's a smart guy. He might... I wouldn't be totally opposed to that. Rock music is pretty good. I like rock music. It's very... I like it. It gets you pumped, gets you ready for the day, you know what I mean? But how would you think that would affect the people like Alec Benjamin and Billie Eilish, who are very opposite from ACDC and Led Zeppelin and all those famous figures? I think people like Alec Benjamin and Billie Eilish are really important. I think they'll still stay very prevalent because they're something new. It's not just, you know, rapping lyrics about drugs and guns or whatever. Like, they're, they write their own songs. They produce their own things. It's very important in personal messages. So I think they, I think that kind of music is also very important. I think that will rise back up. It's very pure. Yeah, very, very pure. Do you think somehow that, like, the lyrics and the message that Alec and Billy bring could combine with, like, Zeppelin and ACDC-type things? Do you? Maybe. I know my dad has said that Alec Benjamin lyrics are good, but his music is kind of lackluster, so maybe some rock with the same lyrics might add some spice that would really connect lots of multiple listeners together. I think... I totally agree with you. I think that we need new music. I'm kind of done with all the rap being guns, murder, money, stuff like that. But there was this one rap song this summer that really related to the problem around the world. It's called Bigger Picture by Lil Baby. Lil Baby's a rapper, and he's very much into guns, violence, sex, and murder, all that good stuff. But obviously, like, I'm not going to say obviously as in, like, duh, you should know, but obviously he's African-American. And with the whole summer being the whole Black Lives Matter movement, which is great and all, he really took his lyrics the personal. I don't know if you've heard it, but one of his lines was, they're putting us in cages like dogs and hyenas. Do you think that ha- Do you think that could change people's outlook on rap? I think, yeah, I think artists using their platforms to spread their personal beliefs and really get showing people that artists, even though, you know, they have that high life of money or whatever, they can still show that they care about the world. And I think it's important because music reaches a lot of people. And so if good messages can reach a lot of people, that can help change people's minds for the better. Nice. I, I totally agree with you. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. I just think out of all rappers, that little baby out of all of them is a big name, especially now, at least in my grade, because I'm a freshman, and all my friends are like, Lil Baby, Travis Scott, Frick Billie Eilish, she, her, she's ASMR, but, you know, how do I say this? I don't really like Lil Baby in general. I listen to some of his songs, but I started having more respect and more like, oh, wait, he doesn't just care about money and stuff when he came out with Bigger Picture because it really did relate to problems now. And it just, it was different. And I like different. I like hearing different things. I don't like the hearing the same five things over and over in music or just in general. So that, that was my opinion on it. I love that song. I can send it to you if you want, but you don't like rap. And I think you much rather listen to Oh Pretty Women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, but growing up, did you have a statement or quote that has just stuck with you till now? 
and hopefully beyond. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think you talked about the don't yield or stand something when uh, you were talking about the past. Quote by Tennyson, yeah. Yeah, that. I think that's a fairly good quote, to strive to seek to find and not to yield. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good quote to go through life with. I And I agree. I think that's a beautiful quote. Do, but anything your dad has said, anything your mom has said that's just kind of stuck with you? I mean, I can't really think of anything, but I'm sure they've probably said some good stuff. <laughs> just kind of goes over your head. You know, that I feel, I feel like my, my mom's Dana Herzberg. Yes, things go over my head. Um, no, but I love my mom, and I hope you love your mom. I do. <laughs> I love your mom. She's my aunt. So, <laughs> kind of puts a weird tear if we don't like each other. But if you could describe yourself in three words, what would those three words be? Smart, funny, humble. Humble. <laughs> humble. And also, I think staying in the moment. A person that stays in the moment, I don't know what word that would go with. Present. Present, yes. Very present. You're a very present person. You're not really thinking in the future. You're not thinking, what am I going to eat for lunch next week? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd agree. I'm very good with the flow. Now, what are three things you can maybe work on to become a better person or a better man or just be better for yourself? I think my self-motivation slash like work ethic is a little lackluster. I'm 100% intelligent enough. Everyone in my family always tells me this to have a 4.0 GPA in school. And I just don't try as hard as I should have. And now... At senior year, when I'm looking at my high school transcript, when I'm applying to colleges, it honestly makes me a little sad to see that that's how I represented myself. Because I know I could do better with that. So, motivation, I need to work on, I think. Um, a lot of personal, like, health things. I always have kind of, like, a bad posture, and I can totally fix that with just my own. And that's kind of self-motivation. I actually motivate myself to do a lot of stuff. I don't know. So kind of just more work ethic, more motivation to get you up. Do you think if you don't improve that, that will come bite you in the ass in college? I think, yeah. I mean, my parents obviously are not going to want to pay for college if I'm screwing around partying or whatever mm-hmm. and not focusing on my studies. So I think that's super important that I need to figure that out. Yeah. That's kind of it. Just... I'm also super indecisive, so that definitely should be something I need to work on, because that's not very good <laughs> yeah, for Yeah, I was kind of worried when I said, hey, maybe I'll interview Noah, because anytime I ask you anything, it's, I don't know. Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I asked you, when I, the first question was, can I, what is your perspective on life? I was totally going to sit, think you were going to say, I don't know. Well, like I said with the whole lawyer thing, I'm really good at thinking on my feet. (laughs) (laughs) And pulling jokes out of your butt. And I like that. I really do appreciate that about you. Because I definitely take that stuff into what I say and what I do as a person. Yeah, I taught you some good songs. (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of Linkin Park, a bunch of depressing stuff. A bunch of, uh, what's that one band? Uh, Tim and Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Tim and Eric. Yes, sports and... Other songs we will not say on this podcast. But who taught you those? Did Micah 
My friend, I had a friend in elementary school who I met in kindergarten, and I was friends with him up until third grade until I moved schools. And he recently tried to get back in touch with me, and we might try to talk more. His name was Reese Calvin. Mm-hmm. And we had a very special bond in elementary school, even though we were only friends for four years. I remember Reese. It used to be like, what, you, Reese, and Brandon, right? Your friend Brandon? My friend Brandon. I have had my friend Brandon, like, basically since birth. Our parents have known each other since before we were born. We've always been super close. That's nice. That's nice. That's really nice. So, I know for a while you guys didn't really talk or you guys, or you just didn't mention it. But now you guys are kind of starting to reshape that bond. What made you want to, or made each other want to reshape that bond again? Because I know you guys were tight, but it just kind of seemed like you fell apart, and now you're back to being tight. I think we just realized that at the end of the day, we go to different schools, but none of those friends we made, we make in school, are anything like the friendship we've had that's had time over 17 years to, bond, like, you know, really solidify. That's... That's really beautiful, honestly, that your friendship has lasted 17 years. We're going on 17. Honestly, you still look five years old in my eyes. <laughs> or what, what you call eyes. I mean, I'm Asian, so you can only get, you can only get a little bit of... <laughs> you can only get a little bit. But I really do appreciate you being on this, letting me interview you, getting your perspective yeah, on things. Fun. Um, I hope you have... Everything coming your your way is great and positive, so thank you. Thank you for being yeah, on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. All right, bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to my podcast. Another big thanks to our guest. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hearing about our guest's perspective on certain things. Finally, did this podcast make you more educated on perspective? If so, how? With that being said, I hope you all have an exceptional day and hope to see you again soon. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Help Broke Teachers. Help Broke Teachers is a charity that helps, well, your broke teacher. <laughs> Donate a dollar now and get a free water bottle and a bag. So if you have any couch or cup holder change, pull it out and please call 111-111-1111. Thank you, Help Broke Teachers, for sponsoring today's podcast.